from Montana to Mexico, Texas to Tajikistan, Alaska to Asia, Colorado to Canada, Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Good day, good week, and welcome to uh, this edition of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors. I'm Bleep, and uh, Brad and Brian are otherwise engaged, I would say, this week. They're in Tajikistan, and uh, they're on a massive hunt, Marco Polo and Ibex, and I think they've even got their uh, silver wolf tags, and I'm not sure what all they might come back with. But uh, we have a full house here today. I'm joined uh, to my left. Um, by Eric Scavang, who is our, in our adventures department. And sitting directly across from me is an old, old friend, Noel Erickson, one of the uh, original owners, and still is, an owner of Rolling Bones. And Noel and I have known each other for probably going on 10 years now. And to my right is uh, Braden Eastman, and Braden is with our membership and uh, concierge services, and uh, just recently got back from a hunt. And so today, what we want to focus on is, you know, as you're headed out to the field and in, um, in the coming days and weeks, we're recording this in mid-October. So we're going to timestamp this here uh, from the Bone Cave. And uh, so, so if you're listening to this a year from now, a lot of what you're going to hear is probably not applicable. But there might be some things that you hear today that would still be in effect. But what we want to talk about is some um, late season hunting opportunities that you might want to consider and some off season hunting opportunities. And then some other things that uh, uh, might keep you from uh, wasting a, a tag or, or uh, uh, head into a state that might give you some opportunities that you're not aware of. And Braden could talk about those. But uh, I, you know, my, my first question is, uh, uh, well, first of all, I'll just give you guys a chance to say hello, Eric. Good to have you with hey. us. Hey, how's it going? Yeah. And I was going to say earlier, you got the old part right. With yeah. Noel, like, but <laughs> okay. it's old and wise. Wise, like, yeah. Okay, no, maybe we should put him a lot. So, yeah. The wise, yeah. He's, he's, he's the wise guy and all and, of and this, right? And it's the first <laughs> podcast that... Brad's not, ho- or Brian's not. Yeah, Brian and Brad's not here. Yeah, so, uh, yes, <laughs> we hope we can make this engaging and interesting. <laughs> I think we will. And Noel, good to have you with us. Yeah, thank you. Well, saying that we've only known each other for 10 years makes us feel younger, <laughs> Brian. That's about it. But it's yeah. been longer than that. And uh, um, I'm yeah. ex- uh, just excited to be here today and have a chance to visit with all of you, but also with Braden and Eric and Brian uh, Bleep from the standpoint of my experiences with rolling bones from day one, uh, I've gotten in many roles through the years, um, used to do the applications, used right. to do the bookings, um, had the outfitter relationships, yep. you know, all the membership and client services development. And um, where we are as a company today is just amazingly uh, the value we bring to the table. You know, I, I mentioned on a post on Facebook the other day that with Brian and Brad um, and Jonathan over on this hunt, they're vetting an, an experience. And when you think of international hunting, right. what can give you yep. more confidence or peace of mind than having the opportunity to visit with people who have been there, um, who know the details um, the resources that are in place to walk you through having the same experience or as close to the same experience as they did, or if their experience had a hiccup that you don't have the hiccup. Um, and just 
uh, it's so fun to see what we're bringing to the outdoor industry and excited to be here with you guys today. Yeah, and it's been amazing to watch the growth, too. I remember doing a video, I don't even know how many years ago it was, one of the first uh, membership calls videos that we did where you were doing a membership call. It was pretty <laughs> cool. And now to think, you know, I think you and Jake were doing um, doing a uh, training call today, as a matter of fact, just before the podcast. Yep, the advisor call. And yep. um, the advisors play such a key role in this as far as the client development and client services and um, the resources that we have at our disposal at advisors um, that the team has that has been put together here in Spearfish is just second to none. Uh, I know that we always get great comments from our 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 members and our our um, clients and just our the friendships we develop and and how they appreciate what we bring to the table. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Luckily, I got I didn't get fired, as I used to say, from those <laughs> positions. I, I got promoted out of those positions. Uh, e- even filming a couple hunts with Brad, I survived. Yep. Yes. Uh, the Al- Alberta moose hunt. Oh, I remember that one And the well. Nebraska yep. whitetail. So, so are Brian, you telling me my future is bright? Like, I have to look forward to get promoting it out like you? Promoted Absolutely. Out. All right. Yeah, I all right, can't perfect. tell you how nice the benefits are of being promoted out of something <laughs> that <laughs> they find forward, somebody to replace to me with. <laughs> Well, what was the old Peter principle? You get promoted to your highest level of incompetence or something along the lines. I'm not sure that's exactly true with us. but Well, it's probably true since the only time I was invited to a podcast was when they're out of town. So. <laughs> well, like, oh, the, guys, we got to... We got to find someone in the barrel. Let's call Noel. He'll drive out. Oh boy! <laughs> well, they are way out of town. They're way out of uh, something like that. <laughs> I think yeah. they're yeah in Tajikistan once again. So uh, it's quite a ways out. Braden, good to have you with us today. You've been uh, with Rolling Bones now for a little while, for several months now. Yeah. Tell yeah. me about your experience here. Yeah, it's been great. You know, it's kind of hard to follow up on Noel's experience here. You know, I'm kind of the young buck here and kind of the fresh blood, but it's been a great, great opportunity and. You know, I'm, I'm just grateful to be here. I, I'm I'm happy to be changing the hunting industry, as Noel said, yep. and yep. kind of, you know, giving people experiences that they wouldn't have otherwise had. Yeah. Know? And and is your role as uh, in um, concierge, you know, services for people that sign in and, and become part of Rolling Bones, right? Yeah. Yep, for sure. So I'm kind of the first face anybody that signs up to Rolling Bones will hear from. You know, I, I reach out to all of our new members, make sure everything's going smoothly and just try to make it as streamlined of a process as humanly possible. And I know I, I started off here at Rolling Bones in the application department and kind of so I've been through quite a bit here in Rolling Bones and I have a grasp of most of it. And yep. so I feel like I'm fairly well equipped to help everybody with any problems they may yeah. have. So So nice to have somebody that keeps track of all of that, too, because every two months or so we put out the newspaper and then I always come over to Braden's office across the hall and said, who we got that's new? So we can make sure they get a a broadsheet or newspaper this month. uh, So when it comes around and you always have it, you've always got that list, that spreadsheet. (laughs) So you're the spreadsheet king (laughs) as far as I can tell. So, yeah, we appreciate your good hard work, too, Braden. Yeah, well, thank you. It's good to have you with us. Eric. We're here to talk about some uh, late season and maybe some off-season hunting opportunities. So kind of tell us a little bit about what qualifies for each one. What qualifies for Yeah, them? as so, a late season or off-season. Yeah. So, you know, for us, we, we look, when we look at late season, I you know, I'd say we look at those opportunities like, say, an archery hunt um, that offers the ability to hunt from September to December or January in South Dakota. You know, some states are a little bit different with that. Um, but we kind of, I think right now I would say, you know, 
talking with Noel and Braden is we're, we're basically in the heart of hunting season. You know, it, for our Western states, elk is really big right now. Um, still going to be big by the time this airs. Um, you know, and, and that's kind of where the bulk of our members in, in the U.S. are hunting. Um, internationally, you know, we see, um, you know, like last month was a lot of northern territories in Canada and the Yukon and Alaska where the seasons change a little bit sooner than down here. So you tend to see a lot more um, deer hunts, uh, areas that maybe aren't as regulatory on species or set season dates for different animals um you know or other north northern territories that have stuff open up as it gets colder like when we talk about uh the muskox hunt that that brian went on with uh, jonathan and al earlier this spring uh spring for us uh frozen tundra for them up there (laughs) but um you know so we look at some different opportunities like that and then this morning when when noel and i were kind of visiting as i was kind of walking around the the adventure hub and straightening things up to get ready for the day um you know we kind of talked about off-season hunts so i think that kind of spills into you know we get through our our big like moose elk bear seasons in in the fall and then what do you guys hunt at that point you know and um well it's you know texas for uh whitetail there's a lot of you know we offer a lot of different exotic hunts both high fence um and free range you know depending on what what a member wants we we have opportunities in Arizona that I'll have Braden touch on. And some of these states that, you know, you have to purchase a, a game license uh, in order to purchase points or to enter a draw for something. Um, and, if, and if an individual doesn't have a hunting opportunity, we may have opportunities in those states. So as we kind of talk through these, you know, we'll, I'll have Braden, you know, touch on the research that him and Colton and applications went through yesterday on, okay, well, what can they hunt with this license in what states? Um, and I feel like we've got several opportunities all over, um, especially in Western states. You know, there might be coos deer, mule deer, whitetail. There's, I, we just got off the phone a little bit ago with uh, a member that was just on an elk hunt and saw several bears in an area where we just started, you know, offering bear hunts. So it's like, there's an opportunity for some bear hunts with hounds, you know? So, um, I think really it's, it's opportunity would be in the eye of the member, you know, and what they're, they're looking to do. But a lot of times what we find is I'll get a member that calls and say, I didn't draw any tags this year. Uh, and I really want to shoot something. I want to shoot my gun, harvest something. Where can I go? Um, you know, so we have guarantee tag opportunities, um, you know, over the counter landowner voucher type opportunities, um, you know, and the list kind of goes on and on from there. So it, it, we're not completely tied to the fall. Yeah, and I want to come back to those specific opportunities in a second, Eric, but yep. I wanted to talk to Noel for a minute um, because, you know, in order to get those opportunities that we're going to talk about, it takes a huge resource to get to that point. And you look at our online hunt catalog, Noel, and you think about where it started and where it is now. I mean, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's one of the biggest opportunities that we have is uh, with over 500 guides and outfitters that we book for, um, imagine the effort on both of those standpoints to create a relationship that we can do that with, Um, you know, with our hunt layaway plan where 
those outfitters believe in us enough and we believe enough in them that we're planning hunts out two, three years in advance. And that doesn't happen in the industry. When you're booking with other people, if you haven't drawn the tag or if it's not a voucher, um, usually those aren't uh, planned several years in advance. And so just so many of the benefits and features that our concierge services provide um, is second to none in the industry. You know, um, when we, I can't wait to get into this a little bit with Braden because I, I see his list sitting in front of us on the table here. Um, and I, I think a lot of people are going to say, oh, I never thought of that before. You know, hey, I, I've been buying points in, uh, I, I remember one of the guys that we were helping, he had been applying um, in Arizona forever for sheep. And I said, well, why aren't you putting in for, you're a crazy archery hunter, might as well put in for the strip mule deer tag uh, because it's $10 or whatever in addition to that. And once you know it, there's one tag available in his first year putting in, he drew that tag. Uh, oh, wow. The, ar- <laughs> yeah, the Arizona strip archery uh, mule deer tag. So yeah. um, uh, miracles do luck. happen. Yeah, We've had a lot of that luck this year. It's been insane. Yeah, that's you know, crazy. Guys putting in for the first time with us or switching to us, and then they end up drawing a tag. They've, you know, it's just <laughs> I don't know if it's luck or if it's skill it's from mojo. our applications department. It's but the RBO mojo. We've got the we've got the poll going on over <laughs> yeah, here. I wish some of that luck wore off on me though. You know? <laughs> well, I can't really say that after I just got yeah. back from yeah. Mexico. Yeah, okay. I, mean, I was gonna say. <laughs> nark, nark. Yeah. So you know, Braden, we talk about opportunities and and not wasting opportunities. You know, that's something that you like to look at and let folks know. Hey, did you think about doing this? I mean, what are some of those? Yeah, so for sure, I've got a list here of some states, you know, Utah, Idaho, Arizona, Nevada. They're all states that require you to purchase a license to apply for points or in Idaho's case, just to apply in the draw. Um, So in states like Utah, you know, you're going to have that big game license sitting in your pocket anyway. And there's we have plenty of opportunities for over the counter mountain lion. Um, There's bear. Uh, states like Idaho, you know, they have general season elk hunts that you can pick up. It is a first come first serve kind of tag, but if you can get that in your pocket, you know, you're already applying. So why not? Um, states like Arizona, they, they have Havelina and Havelina is over the counter in the December months. And it's only over the counter for archery in December. But like I said, you already have that tag in your pocket. So why not? <coughs> Arizona also offers black bear over the counter and mountain lion over the counter and i believe they also offer over the counter uh mule deer and coos deer tags as well so but um and then states like nevada mountain lion as well so mountain lion and black bear are both great options you know for over the counter kind of hunt and like i said you know if you're if you're ever thinking about going on one of those kind of hunts it it'd be good to go after you know utah idaho arizona or nevada if you're already applying because you know you don't you don't need to go into the state and buy and buy a license and things like that because you already have it in your pocket so yeah and so some of, and some of these things a guy would never think about i mean you know you're just like thinking it's impossible or you know but this is the kind of stuff that you look at all all day long yeah yeah for sure and and two you know talking about arizona apply why not apply for the arizona strike yeah you know i always recommend people that are going into these states where you have to pay for that license up front apply for as much things as possible as many things as possible because you know you're already spending 180 bucks or whatever it may be uh so why not spend an extra ten dollars to start applying for everything else it's always just it's best to use what you have and and maximize maximize what you can do with it you know sure 
Well, Eric, you know, as you mentioned earlier, you know, and here in a couple of weeks, you know, I'll be headed out, you know, going pheasant and in South Dakota, as about a billion other people will be doing. <laughs> um, but let's Hopefully. say I didn't draw, you know, I didn't draw a big game tag. I, I didn't draw this year, but I still want to use, you know, I like you said, I still want to go out and harvest something. So tell me what I could do. What are my options? We've got several, to be honest with you. So um, I jotted down a few here, and I and I think you know most of them have availability this year, um, or there are opportunities that if you're wanting to get something on your calendar for next year, now is the time to have the conversation uh, and determine the plan to to make that happen. Because we do see, you know, as we slowly transition out of hunting season and into show season, you know, we start to see an uptick in our bookings. Um, so our, our more premier camps, um, like say New Mexico, landowner voucher hunts, you know, we'll start seeing those book up and then all of a sudden you're pushed out to 25. So, um, I've been getting great feedback from a camp in Illinois, um, for whitetail. And the unique thing with Illinois is, um, it's shotgun, archery, muzzle loader. Um, they don't do any rifle hunting. Uh, so it does make it a little more unique. Um, I would say most of the opportunity or your better opportunities are going to be archery with this camp. Um, I just got some photos from some deer that some youth hunters killed over the weekend and they were out, outstanding whitetails. I sent them to Braden. Um, I was talking to Nick Munt this morning and I texted him to him and he was blown away. He's like, are you kidding me? And he shot a 150 there and he said the thing field dressed at 290. Wow. Like just beefy, um, you know great you know average antler size for whitetails um but if you want to fill your freezer uh, a 290 pound whitetail deer i mean you can't really beat that right corn fed Mm -hmm. um right so so i mean and they've got i'd say at 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 today's time uh i would say about 15 to 20 different dates available and they're they're really accommodating and that's Uh, from now through when about january yeah i want to say that one's january 1 um is basically when they're shutting down um and he ended up picking up an additional property that wow um will allow for some other opportunities and and um on top of that i mean these guys do have lodging available uh 1500 bucks includes lodging right now yeah um and that's heavily wooded it's kind of a wooded area yeah it's more like open feet like food plots and then and then woods surrounding yeah so they'll have a lot of edge habitat yep Yep. Uh, outstanding cabins. Uh, I would say in the cabin grand scheme of things, probably five star. I really? Mean, like yeah. these things are fancy two story cabins that they just recently built. Um, I've got some, some of our members from Iowa headed out there. Um, the cabins were booked, but they were able to accommodate them with campers. So they're going to do lodging with campers. Um, they do have some options on this other property that won't have lodging. So the pricing will be a little bit less. Um, but I'm half tempted to drive to Illinois myself after getting those pictures. <laughs> uh, no day. kidding. Like for that, I mean, why not? I mean, that's bigger than anything else. Shoot, probably shoot this year out here. So, um, outside of that, I mean, I, I think an outstanding opportunity for a youth hunt, uh, down in New Mexico. Um, it's a youth mule deer rut hunt. Uh, we're running it right now at $4,500. Uh, that tends the dates this year, kind of right around the Thanksgiving time frame. Uh, we've got, I think one to two guys in camp this year, they've definitely got room for a few more and, uh, they didn't have any, they had one youth hunter last year. So, uh, outside of that, the mule deer have been untouched on this camp. So it's really, they, they leave it for 
youth hunters in the state of New Mexico, uh, most not be, may not be aware. I mean, they kind of determine each year uh, when the different hunt dates are, and they always the youth are the only hunters that can hunt around the. And just to remind run. folks, what is a considered youth? Uh, under eighteen, so mm-hmm. seventeen. Yep. Basically, if they're eighteen, they're considered an adult. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I mean, and they have to be, you know, obviously of legal hunting age, which I believe in New Mexico, Braden might so know that is 12, twelve, I believe. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, you you can still apply for that if you're seventeen. Say the hunt, the hunt is going to take place when you're eighteen, but you can still apply for it when you're seventeen and still get in. So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's. You know, 4,500 meals, lodging, voucher included, and in- includes an adult non-hunter um, to accompany them. You know, and, and I, you're going to talk about Texas too, right? Yep. Yeah, before you do, I was going to ask Noel a question about that. When it ta- when we talk about accommodations, we talk about lodging, when we talk about working with these uh, with these outfitters, these are not strangers to Rolling Bones. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, the vetting process, and, and Braden can talk about uh, a bunch about this and Eric as well, but the uh, the process of preparing the right um, opportunities, depending on what somebody's hunt plan says, how can we best meet their um, criteria? And in doing that, we need all kinds of uh, a variety of hunts, locations, um, weapons, lodging, and it it just that doesn't come by accident, right? These relationships have been ongoing for many years. Um, many of our best referrals for new outfitters come from existing outfitters, and uh, the relationships are just key for us to continue to provide great value to our members and our clients with the. Uh, places that they can go hunting. I know that Brad likes to say, don't get Googled. You know, if you're trying to Google a, a <laughs> mule deer hunt in uh, New Mexico or a whitetail hunt in Illinois, you could end up with a lot of things that you wouldn't want to get involved with. Or you could come to Rolling Bones and look at our adventure catalog, become a member and even get more benefits that way as, you know, as part of the Rolling Bones family. And know that when you're going into that camp, you're getting somebody that, that we trust and that you can trust. Yeah, it's really a partnership. <clears throat> it's not just that we send people to that camp, right? Because uh, to put all of this together and to have the the longevity of relationships that we've had, um, the, the outfitters have helped us with some things to, to prepare our um, hunters with. Yeah, good And point. we've worked business-wise with helping some of the outfitters on things that can improve their um, situation as well, right? That that hey having a special this year provides you these hunters where you wouldn't have any have had any hunters this year for that uh, season yeah. and so it's just it's very fun to work with people who uh, that partnership is really involved you know one of the things i love the most about this whole thing is is that you have uh, people that have been part of our gold club or platinum club or silver club for so long that they've been in the Rolling Bones ecosystem to where they've been to shooting schools. They know about hunting etiquette. Um, they're part of all of our, you know, educational material, you know, service access, value, and education, right? They're all part of that. So when they go to a camp, an outfitter knows, hey, that's a Rolling Bones guy. And they know that they can shoot their rifle. They're good for that. They know etiquette. They know what to expect when they're in a guided camp. And it makes life easier for them. And I think they appreciate that. 
absolutely. It's that's part of the relationship that now we have passed on to the outfitter. Right. And it's not that there's never going to be issues yeah. because people are people. Situ- right. Situations are situations. And animals are animals. <laughs> and, yeah. And weather is and the weather. weather is the weather. Yeah. I'm just yeah. going to say exactly. that, right? Yeah. Exactly. But we try to minimize that. And I think the majority of those scenarios are either miscommunication or lack of communication yeah. while they're there. Yeah. Uh, and the experience, you know, I guess for me personally, uh, is yes. You're spending money. Yes, you're investing your time. Yes, you have an interest in harvesting, which is probably the number one goal. But it's not the only goal. Yeah. And, and the experience and the um, sharing of that with people that you're with um, is just a big part of it. Yeah, and and it's a it, it is part of that whole experience that you have. And going into that, I think if you're a hunter and you're prepared for what to expect, and you know all of the variables. And Brian talked about this on the last podcast a little bit toward the end when he talked about how important communication is and keeping that line of communication open. That when you get when you book and you go in, that you are in communication with the outfitter. Or you know we can do bridge that gap too. We can be a big part of that. Communication is very important. Yeah, and in our hunt catalog, <clears throat> as we're sharing this concierge service and, and the services we provide, um, you know, the the outfitters are listed anonymously, and I'm not sure if everybody realizes that's at the request of the outfitter because they want us to take the 2,000 calls that they would get if we just released our catalog to everybody, um, and, and the outfitters want that to be a pre-qualification process through us. Yeah. And, and that's part yeah. of that relationship. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge part, I think. So going back to our opportunities, we've talked about Illinois, a whitetail opportunity that we can get you in camp between now and the 1st of January. Talked about New Mexico and some opportunities for a youth mule deer hunt coming up yep. between now and get you in by around Thanksgiving time. Let's talk about Texas. For sure, yeah. Um, so Texas whitetail... Um, and I would say these are probably maybe not, um, you know, field dress size of Illinois, <laughs> um, but, ant, you know, probably that, that 130 to 150 yeah. antler range. So, you know, a respectable whitetail, um, really good camp uh, that has several opportunities for openings that, that sprinkle anywhere from now until, um, you know, mid-December. And, and with this particular camp, uh, the outfitter also gives you the opportunity to harvest a doe and a, and a hog off of that too. So uh, really for you know one price, you're killing three animals. So I mean, for somebody that wants to go harvest and just shoot something, yeah. you can shoot three yeah. somethings and, and have a pretty <laughs> good time. Um, and they're going to take good care of you. I think actually the other day I was talking to him, he said, hey, uh, this lady's here selling us tamales you want me to send you some? And it's like, <laughs> so, I mean, I know they're going to take care of you with food because he goes, we got to stock up on these yeah. for our hunters yeah. coming to camp. Uh. Um, so he's rattling off all these different tamales they have. And I was like, I'm not going to have you send send me tamales, oh, but I would love to. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they're going to take care of you. The The lodge is immaculate. And, um, you know, that that anywhere around that 6000 and And I should mention that all the prices I've mentioned have been member prices. So, yeah. Um, just another reason to become at least a silver member, if not gold, 
uh, so we can help you secure, you know, you know I, and I think that hog hunting is a little bit underrated. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I can remember years ago before you guys were even born. Yeah. Noel probably was already <laughs> born by then. I'm older than you. <laughs> Thank, thanks, Blake. Older. I, I feel included now. Thank you. But I used to host a, a show called the Big Country Outdoors, and I can remember going heavily in hunting. And it's actually kind of a hoot, man. I loved yeah. it. It was a lot of fun. Well, and here's what's awesome about this camp is we also offer a thermal hog hunt for these oh, guys. <laughs> they didn't so have that back then. Here's but the it, thing. Yeah. You can go hunt whitetail on your, your few days. And if you wanted to, we the luxury of working with us and having these opportunities is we can build a custom adventure. So if you really want to, we could set you up here. Uh, do a thermal hog hunt for a night or two. They supply you with the thermal scope, the higher imaging, and, and all of that. Yeah, um, you can shoot cool. two. You can basically you shoot a trophy and a meat hog on that hunt, and then if you wanted, we could send you down the road to another camp and you could hunt exotics. You know, so that's awesome. Um, you know, we have the ability and the luxury of doing that because of the relationships we built. Uh, throughout the years that really started with with Noel yeah. since <laughs> I left here right <laughs> so we got to keep coming back to that like oh, um, we should but no we've been able to advance that and and you know I, I just did a custom package for some guys that wanted to hunt three days uh, of hogs and then do a couple thermals mixed in everything's all taken care of the outfitter you know was accommodating and gave me a custom price because it's you know if we would have stacked it all together it would have been about double what he offered, but he's like, they're already here. Let's do it for this. Perfect. Um, you know, and those are some of the, those come from the relationships that we started building yeah. several years ago. Yeah. So what else you got? Well, how many, how many more do we want? No. Um, you know, a, a big one that, and, and this was talked about earlier this year, um, was the muskox hunt that, uh, you know, some of our ownership team went on and uh, really vetted an outfitter and it was a phenomenal experience uh i think we continue to hear stories about it whether it's in the office here when brian's in um or you know on an advisor call that noel's on but we continue to hear about it and we're actually working on right now i i told you i would allude to this but we're working on some hosted hunt dates uh, where I think Brad's a little bit bitter that he couldn't go. Uh, I think so too. <laughs> the last one. So yeah. my guess, I don't put money on it, but my guess is Brad will be involved in some capacity with the uh-huh. with the hosted hunt. But um, so what we're hoping to do is kind of start building that wait list while we build the final dates and details, um, and gaining that interest on you know who wants to go on a hosted hunt, uh, which means you know somebody within the rolling bones family will be going with you um because it's so cold i'm hoping it's brad or brian or Braden, um or maybe we'll send ben or colton from up front um but you know feel free to give us a call and we'll we'll add you to that list so we can start determining when dates will work and um i've been in touch with the outfitter everything's still going great up there uh, and we want to start getting some more guys into camp in the spring. So it's like um, April, April time frame. Yeah, I think. Um, well, Brad and Brian, or I, I keep saying Brad, but Bri- I'm just teasing him because he didn't get to go. Yeah. Uh, Brian went shortly after I started in March, so it was like mid March. Um, I know he said it was there was a heat wave up there. It was like thir- you know zero to twenty below or something like that. So <laughs> it was a, um, yeah, wasn't so as cold as he expected, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but had a phenomenal time. And, yeah. uh, you know, that video is also from that hunt is posted on our YouTube channel. So, yep. you know, members can get a look at yep. what to expect there too. So, 
Um, but yeah, definitely a good opportunity, but you know, let any of us know in the home, in the home office here, if you're interested, because we want to start building that list, get some dates secure, um, with this outfitter, he, he gives us his premier dates for hunting and I don't know if it's so much weather, but we try, um, but it is the Arctic. So what do you expect? What can you expect? Well, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not um, like any other hunt you've probably been on. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, two more that I'll allude to sure. for opportunities this year. Um, Manitoba whitetail was some op- those opportunities were presented to me just about a month ago from an out from our outfitter there um he had some spots open up he's got you know five or six open uh running them at 4250 so uh and really respectable respectable deer and those will be in November um and then an outfitter actually that we just added this year is offering a New Mexico elk hunt um but we, it's, it's called a budget elk hunt. Uh, and the reason it's called a budget hunt is they pay an upfront cost for the guiding uh, and the outfitting of the hunt uh, of, safe. I think it's 5500 right, Braden? Uh, yep, yep. Um, and then they would pay an additional fee upon um, drawing blood on an elk. So you kind of go into it holding them accountable to, f- to finding you an animal. Oh, uh, interesting. Um, and shooting uh that animal and and when you draw blood and it's determined that you draw blood whether you you know you shoot and go find your blood trail or you know you harvest an animal then you pay that additional fee um so it kind of offers that that opportunity to go in and know that you know you're putting a little more pressure on them to find you an elk to in in turn secure an animal but they win you win yeah yeah is that rifle archery that is rifle okay yeah, and I and that one's um, fifty five plus four thousand for the for harvest. Yep. Okay. Yeah, and that outfitter too. Um, we sent a few guys down to camp there this year, and they harvested some really nice elk down there. So yeah, they've got great well, opportunity. Yeah, and one thing I wanted to mention when we were talking about the vetting process too is I and and Noel calls us quite a bit for this, and we have a few other members, but um, I'd say pro- or advisors, I'd say probably Adam is one. But the one thing with our catalog is it's it's fluid, right, and ever-evolving. And if, if, say, Noel calls me and says, hey, I've got a, a friend of mine looking to go hunt this in this state, uh, we don't have anything in the catalog. The first thing we do is Braden and I will get together, and I say, hey, Noel called. We have a member that's looking for this hunt. Let's see what we can find. And we immediately begin the vetting process. And then it, it's, you know, getting a hold of them, scheduling a call, running through our vetting process, um, and, and the biggest thing is making sure the outfitter, uh, trusts us and wants to work with us. And then we trust them and want to work with them and make sure we're a good fit for each other before we feel comfortable sending a member in there, you know, yeah. and, and we have several conversations that, that develop that trust and rapport. Um, and we really put a lot into, I mean, our in- intuition that everything they're telling us is true. Um, we call references both good and bad. Um, you know, we want to know the guys that had a great time, but we also want to know the guys like, Hey, who maybe was, had a poor experience. Can we call them? And you'll be surprised at how many outfitters are like, yeah, call them. And that member or that individual will tell us, well, you know, it would have been a great hunt if this, but we want to know those things because you know, what I always tell the outfitters, I spend a lot of time talking with them on, uh, where I get involved is say contracts bookings, you know, getting our deposits to them for hunters, communicating, uh, client contact info to them. 
But the biggest thing I tell both members and outfitters is we want you, we want the outfitter to be as prepared as possible for our members, but we want our members to be as prepared as possible because all of that comes back to rolling boats. And if we don't do our job to set expectations and create a good experience, um, then we've let both parties down. Um, you know, so we, we really focus on that. Uh, and Braden and I have, you know, really started working more hand in hand in, you know, how do we make sure our members are as prepared as they can be to get to camp? Um, and how can we ensure our outfitters as prepared as they can be to have our member in camp? Yep. And then, you know, we help facilitate all of that and make yep. sure that communications are happening. Yeah. And for sure, that's, that's kind of funny talking about the vetting process, you know, uh, not only membership services, uh, I also handle, uh, new outfitter vetting, things like that. And, and talking about talking to references, uh, I was speaking to an outfitter that we we're going to add to the catalog. And one of his references was the local game warden. And so I thought that was a kind of funny reference there. <laughs> yeah. And and I knew he had to probably be a good enough outfitter if that local game warden trusted him. I think so. we told Brian, he goes, are you <laughs> trying to avoid Dustin so you don't have to bleep me okay. out? Okay. I appreciate I that. I know Brian yeah. would do it. Yeah, yeah, he would. We, we got to make it. No, but he goes, his best references is, is the game warden. And we're like, yeah, I mean why can't we like why wouldn't we send guys well, to yeah. this camp like the game yeah. warden's on board even he's recommending yeah him. yeah so it was pretty funny to to be able to share that with brian for well, sure that's a pretty good sign though <laughs> yeah so i think adding to a little bit of the off season or late season opportunities is considering depending on the adventure you're going on um creating it into um as eric alluded to a combo opportunity. We have a fantastic um, Saskatchewan waterfall outfitter, and those are morning and evening hunts. So during the afternoon, you're out slaying huge walleye um, and having opportunities to create even a, an enhanced adventure, if you will, right? In, in the spring when the roar is on in Argentina, right, there's stag hunting. Mm -hmm. You know, you normally yep. think of big game hunting like that in the fall here, um, but the benefit of working with a, a resource like Rolling Bones is that we have international opportunities and um, there's always a hunting season open somewhere, right? Yeah. Um, I know that uh, some wing shooting slash pheasant hunting, um, you can combo up for predator hunting, you know, when, when uh, you're done with your other stuff. So there's just so many opportunities um, and having an extra tag in your pocket of any kind is always a lot of fun to... Um, give yourself that opportunity on your adventure. You know, I think if you go back a couple of podcasts, we spent a lot of time talking to when, when Brad and Brian were here preparing for their international hunt when they were going to Tajikistan. We talked a lot about international opportunities and how in the, you know, domestic, you know, the 48 states of the United States in this area, um, we see a little bit of a uh, in some states, a limiting of hunting opportunities, or it's a little bit more difficult to get in some places if you're just out there on your own, unless you have an organization like Rolling Bones to help you. But the opportunities are not getting, I wouldn't say greater, but I mean, they're getting a little more restricted. However, we're seeing a lot of people look at international opportunities. Like, you know, like the song says, it's five o'clock somewhere, right? <laughs> it's hunting season somewhere. And we've been sending a ton of folks to Argentina or New Zealand or South Africa or Spain. And I think one of the 
neatest things is how surprised they are. Is this, It seems exotic, but a lot of times it could be less expensive than hunting elk in Colorado. Yeah, and many of those opportunities turn into a family type of trip. You know, we just had um, one of our great clients from here in South Dakota. He and his wife went to South Africa and had just an amazing time. And originally they had thought, what could she be doing while he was out hunting? And she hunted with him every day and actually harvested it as well. And so, you, you know, you have opportunities like that where the adventure turns into more than you're expecting sometimes of yeah. what it can deliver. Yeah, I mean, we have a five-star lodge down in Argentina, and I heard back from, we, we did a nice article on it here. I don't know, Eric, you were involved was, in that. Yeah, it would have been our, was it March, April Yeah, I think edition? it was back last or spring, April, yeah. yeah. And I talked to some folks that went down there, and they said the cultural opportunities, you know, it, the lodge was beautiful, you know, and they went into town, and they took, there was like a dance festival that, that mm-hmm. she went to with her kids, and I mean, they had, wonderful wine gourmet meals the whole culture that was there in the patagonia region was just outstanding you know yeah, and wouldn't want argentine wine for the whole i, I, Malbec, <laughs> I go Malbec, for the Malbec, man. Oh, man you <laughs> but, had me you had me at wine yeah there sure. you go but i mean just those opportunities are, are are out there and it's just a matter of you know we've got a resource that'll help people connect with those and i think that's well, I, important that kind of segues into an area I was going to go with the conversation too is the opportunities that so I had a member reach out and say hey I really want to go hunt stag in Ireland I was like well I didn't even one like I'm oblivious to stag in Ireland so I was like well all right well let's see what we can find so I talked to Braden and within a week or two we had a we now have an Ireland stag hunt in our catalog and um so there's an opportunity we yeah I've you know, revamped our conversations with our outfitter in Hungary and the accommodations are immaculate in both of those areas. And we also have Spain. I mean, who right. Ibex. doesn't want to go yeah. to Spain, right? And I mean, or harvest Hungary. a nice Ibex or yeah. And with that Ireland hunt too, you have the potential of staying in a castle as well. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean. I think that's both Hungary and Ireland. It's crazy. Yeah. The, yeah. The th- there's so much history involved in that. I mean, a stag hunt in Ireland is literally a royal hunt. Mm-hmm. This is what for centuries the aristocratic families would do, but those opportunities are now open to, you know, people that have a little more adventure in them to go hunting. And it's kind of cool to think you're taking part in that history that's been there for centuries. Yeah. And and they're both extremely affordable. I mean, outside of the travel, I mean, the the actual hunting costs and, you know, you're going to be treated well um, because hospitality has always seemed second to none in Europe. Right. And um, and, you know, the food's probably going to be just as immaculate. So, I mean, for what you're getting out of that experience and then they they'll accommodate, you know, your spouse as well. And I think we'd be remiss if we didn't include New Zealand in that list. I mean, that's another area that after COVID was hit dramatically hard with shutdown and is now seemingly open back up. And those outfitters are constantly reaching out to us to continue to work on filling their camps. The scenery and and the accommodations are second to none as well. So we have ample opportunity. And I didn't mean to cut you off, Noel. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. I was just <laughs> going to say that don't bring wine to your castle in I- in Ireland, though. Yeah, yeah. Right? You exactly. better have, have some whiskey with you, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, admissions. Whiskey uh, and Guinness. Or <laughs> That's the single malt stuff, that. <laughs> For uh, sure. And I, well, and I think, you know, I think we pretty much touched on everything I had down outside of, you know, kind of prepping for 24, right? And some of those 
I, I'd say we've seen one of, I, I honestly, probably since you were running bookings, Noel, I mean, you've seen mule deer and elk just consistently climb and it's only, it, I would say it's practically doubling year over year and just the research I've done. We've seen that double year over year again in mule deer and elk bookings. So the sooner you can get those on your calendar for 24 or 25, the better because we're going to run out of space rather early again. Um, last year, I think we were pretty well limited in January, February. Braden and I have been actively working on backfilling that and providing additional opportunities because of the demand. Um, but I think it's important to start thinking about those now. And what I've really seen take off over the last few weeks is turkey. Uh, spring turkey, uh, I was mentioning that this morning to Noel. It has been insane. I, I was telling Braden yesterday, I'm going to, you know, we'll book 10 to 15 hunts this week. They're, I think they're all turkey hunts. Really? Um, wow. We've got six gentlemen coming from Germany to, to hunt turkeys in Wyoming. <laughs> cool is that? Um, and then we've got another four that are going to hunt Miriam's in uh, Nebraska. So it's just we've seen a huge increase in demand on turkey over the last few weeks and i don't Mm -hmm. anticipate that stopping yeah Um, sometimes we'll have to do something sometimes we'll have to do a podcast on underrated we i think we did that one maybe a couple years ago but underrated hunts and underrated states yep you know and i've always thought nebraska was kind of on my list of that you know yeah i know we've kicked that around for a while and i think develop you know we've kind of have that list developed and definitely be worth we could probably talk about that for a while for sure and i think being in south dakota i think we'd probably all be uh pretty much (laughs) remiss if we didn't talk about pheasants right i mean of course we're hitting pheasant season for residents yep uh this weekend and then non-residents the weekend after uh that's obviously based on the date that we're recording this so yeah right um but we have an outstanding camp out by mitchell which is like the pheasant capital of south dakota yep where it's at um you, you drive by the cool you, 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 <laughs> you drive by the Mitchell Airport. This thing, you know, yeah. you go out there and stop at Cabela's, of course, and then right. you drive by the airport and you see all these um, corporate jets sitting yep. out there. You're kind of thinking, okay, who owns that one? Who owns that one? <laughs> yeah. Where did they come from? And exactly. Well, and I know that all these ammo suppliers and you know from all over the world and, yep, and country they come out. fly in. And our outfitter out there has some of the most advanced thermal equipment on oh, the yeah. market. Yeah. And uh, so he said, basically, you guys go pheasant hunt, you know, between your pheasant hunting window. And he said, we'll eat dinner, and then I'll start grabbing my thermal stuff out of the cabinet and say who's going to shoot coyotes, coons, whatever yeah. predators we yeah. want. And he goes, I don't even charge them. We just go shoot stuff at night. Oh, I know. <laughs> so, I, know. so, I mean, just you know, all kinds of fun to be had. And we, we've not, I don't think we've ever done podcast on pheasant hunting, you know. But in Iowa, that was always a thing every year. You know, we pheasant hunted in Iowa. They always had the road surveys. They would they would release the information and tell you what kind of a forecast year it was. And they used to do that in South Dakota until like this year or last year, the last couple of years, they've stopped doing that. I've kind of wondered that's kind of because the tourism that brings in, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm surprised why wouldn't they want to do that to promote, you know, something that brings in so much uh, revenue. Yeah. It'd be, I don't know if that's uh governor gnome directive or if it's just game and fish. In general, uh, but. I don't know. And I, I know that she's a big pheasant hunter. Yeah. You know, well, she, she just shot a monster bull down in New Mexico herself. Yeah. So. I just talked to her husband, actually. It's kind of funny you mentioned that. Just a couple <laughs> of nights ago, I was in Rapid oh, City. Oh, man, event. I'm jealous. And uh, talked to Brian about that for a little while. Well, and I know Braden has one hunt. I told him I'd let him talk about it as much as I didn't want to, but no, I'm kidding. I, I know <laughs> no, he go had for another it, hunt he wanted yeah, to go share, for too. You got it. Yeah, so we were talking about international opportunities, <laughs> and we were also talking about mule deer. 
um, you know, those mule deer hunts up here, they book up real fast and, and, but Sonora, Mexico is one of the best opportunities you can have at a mule deer, you know, down there, they're shooting trophy, trophy quality mule deer. And, um, I think right now we have a hunt listed for 12,250 or something. And, um, that's a December to January time frame on that hunt. So it's, it, it goes into the off season too, I guess. So, but you know, it's, what's their, I know you were telling me, but remind me what their average, uh, classes on those typically. yeah yeah down there they're shooting on average 183 inch mule deer so what yeah mm-hmm. yep and that's a pretty insane average I, that's why God. i wanted him to say it like yeah everyone oh. working in their in their garage and their guns and bows right now just perked up <laughs> a little bit like oh, in, their, yeah. in their truck on their way out in the field holy <laughs> but, cow but we were talking about it. hunting's hunting you know but they shoot 200 inch mule deer down there every other year every year and so there's well, great great opportunity down there. I think there. these kind of came to us on more of a special opportunity this year um, because I'd say typically we see um, in the past this hunts are out more you know more around that twenty thousand dollar range. Um, but we were able to we came across a good opportunity uh, with the member that had been to one of our shooting schools. Um, so it was presented to us, and yeah. we went yeah. through the steps to vet that that opportunity, and it's it's priced extremely competitively sure. I would, Noel would probably have to agree with us on that too I mean at 12 for that that size of mule deer with the market the way it is yeah I don't know why you're telling deal. everybody else right now I got some members in Noel, Noel's Noel's on his way, <laughs> so you know, that, as we get ready to as we get ready to wrap up though that does kind of remind me of something Noel talk about the the role that the Rolling Bones advisor because if you're listening to this podcast and you're a Rolling Bones member um, you probably know who your advisor was the person that contacted you about becoming a part of the Rolling Bones um, ecosystem the Rolling Bones community and what what role can the advisor help in in facilitating what a hunter can do as a Rolling Bones member yeah great question um, I, I'll allude a little bit to my personal experience because Brian and Brad and, and all of the, if you think of the vetting club of Rolling Bones through the years, are such um, successful, crazy, maniac, big game hunters. Um, and I grew up in a canoe with a one and a half horse Johnson <laughs> and a pop-up camper um, fishing and doing a little pheasant hunting. And then through my uncle and my cousins, um, waterfall hunting and I, I I guess one of the things that I encourage is and I'll talk then about the advisor role is that um, any adventure you choose to go on will allow you to expand your horizons of thinking about what could be next and with the catalog we have in place the resources we have um, the, the ability for you to go to places I'd never been to Alaska now I've been there three years in a row um, and each of those years have been with members that I've met with Rolling Bones. Um, and so it's just been such a great experience to, to uh, expand the horizons of my adventures um, and help other people do the same. And I think that's one of the things that the advisor's role can bring is, hey, I know that you're a, a big mule deer hunter. Have you ever thought of this, right? Um, I know elk season's over and you're bummed about not drawing a tag. Have you thought of this? Um, and, and so the resources, Eric and, and 
Braden, that you're talking about of continuing to expand and provide new opportunities and, and provide a confidence level with those opportunities, the advisor plays a key role. And I think part of that is um, really developing a relationship and engagement from the member, from the client, uh, because whether it's our applications, whether it's our bookings, whether it's our academies, whether it's our gear, um, we can't help you to the best extent if you're not also engaged in the process of being active on your dashboard and contacting your advisor or the resources here in Spearfish. And those are the happiest members we have because they really participate and create their own success within what we provide. Sure enough, and I'll echo that 100%. Thank you, Noel. And Braden, before we go, anything you would like to add about opportunities out there? You know, I think we had talked about New Mexico a little bit, but uh, New Mexico, we also have some opportunities. I know it's kind of coming up short. I, I believe this is the last month for mule deer, but uh, we have over-the-counter uh, mule deer. That's October you're referring yep, to. Yeah, October. Mm-hmm. We have over-the-counter um, mule deer hunts available. Uh, and then, yeah, so. Okay, awesome. Now, uh, if if anybody's heard anything today uh, that's a particular interest, I mean, we've covered a lot of territory. We've covered about how to not miss opportunities if, uh, if you've had some or if you didn't draw and you'd like to harvest yet this year. We talked about uh, state opportunities, Illinois. We talked New Mexico with the youth mule deer, Texas whitetail, uh, doe and hog. Uh, we talked a little bit about combo hunts, the muskox, and the hosted hunt, Manitoba whitetail opportunities, and the Mexico elk hunt, the budget elk hunt, mind you. And uh, so if there's something that you heard today that sounds like, hey, I might want to look into that a little bit further, Eric, what can they do? So they call the home office, uh, 605-644-8000. I actually remembered it. Uh, I job, almost man. gave you my direct <laughs> extension, but you can uh, contact me in the adventure department. You can also contact Braden, membership services, or if you happen to miss either of those prompts, Ben will get you to the right spot when he answers the phone. Um, we'd love to just you know chat through it with you, figure out exactly what you're looking for, um, and to be quite honest with you, if you know if we feel like what you're looking for doesn't necessarily match with these particular hunts. We'll find what best matches what you're looking for and get you, you know, teamed up with the correct outfitter. Yep. And that's, uh, that's kind of what rolling bones is all about, right? Can you say it with me, Noel? We match the, the hunter, hunter to, to the, the hunt. hunt. <laughs> and, <laughs> and now where adventure begins, right? <laughs> that's which, right. Which has been true since day one. It has yep. been. It certainly has. I think we even translated that in a Latin one time. I don't know why we did that. <laughs> I think that funny. was a Brad thing. I'm <laughs> well, sitting in his I chair, but I don't remember. <laughs> that I was here for that one. <laughs> it was in the castle with the whiskey yeah, in Ireland. I'm sure it was, yeah. Well, I, I think more importantly, locally, <laughs> swing into the Adventure Hub. We we love seeing our, our local community members Absolutely. stop in. We've yep. fully stocked in King's Gear, and yep. we love to sit down and, and yep. chat about your hunting goals. Offer you a beverage and, uh, you know, just talk hunting and fishing. Yep, we're located right here on First Avenue in Spearfish, South Dakota. You just get off on exit 14, and then you come toward the Super Walmart, and just before you get there, you'll see a a little um, out mall on the right-hand side, and we're kind of right in the middle of that. 
Come back and see us, get a tour of the Bone Cave, say that you listen to the podcast, we'll give you a special gift. And if you have any questions, the staff is ready to answer those. If you can't make it out here, then give us a call at area code 605-644-8000. And uh, we can set you up with a membership as uh, we strive to always develop uh, and deliver the service, access, value, and education when it comes to your hunting love to take your hunting adventure to the next level i uh, would love to talk to you about some opportunities like we've done here today and if you're interested do give us a call and also share the podcast with uh, anybody else that you have and uh, and then remember too that if you are um thinking about investing in an adventure hunt here in the future you can always take advantage of our hunter expedition layway plan we call it h-e-l-p or help where you can put a little bit down and pay a little bit at a time and then By the time you're ready to go, that hunt is paid for, and you just go out and enjoy it. Have a good time. And that's available, too, to our uh, Rolling Bones memberships. But we've got a lot of opportunities in our silver, our gold, and platinum clubs, and we'd love to have you a part of that. So in the meantime, we want to wish you the best. And as always, as Brian likes to say, stay safe and happy hunting. Cut. Don't whistle. (laughs) 